Welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Today, you know, we're going to talk about something I know everyone associates with me, and that is fashion, right, Beck? Is that fashion? I mean, honestly, more and more so these days. I wouldn't say it's been your signature. I'm I'm wearing the marine layer shirt. Yeah. Am I? Oh yeah. Yeah, you I, are. I mean, I've been wearing it for a day and a half. But I was say, the did marine you layer work shirt. Out in that yesterday. Th- yeah. That, <laughs> that that you and Allie, you and Allie, there were four people yeah, I think picked yeah, this yeah. out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that does that count as fashion? Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's 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 certainly an uh, an upgraded look for you. <laughs> exactly. From like free t-shirts. So <laughs> from there free we go. T- oh <laughs> we're gonna be yeah. talking about fashion with Caitlin Decker of of Decker uh, fashion. And if you've been on my Instagram lately, uh, DeckerShop.com or DeckerShopLA, because oddly enough, I'm obsessed with an actual fashion line because uh, it's amazing and cozy and, and good for the environment. So many good things. But Caitlin's here, and she's already a member of the Friday Night Movie family. But before that, we got to catch up a little bit. Lily's going to be here later. This is going to be a really interesting episode because in a rare in a rare occasion where I am the one who screwed up the schedule between time zones and it's mom's birthday today. Mom doesn't know this yet, by the way, right? Cause she's, Oh gonna, man. Oh man. This, this afternoon is going to be today. so much fun. We have the three kids in addition to having bought her an Apple watch for her birthday, which was mostly because I nearly lost my mind the other day when I could not find her for an entire day. And just, we just, I decided we need to low jack our mother and we bought her an Apple watch. Um, No, no, no. Like it's true. I spent the next day with her after that or a couple of days later and we spend the whole day together and she comes home and she looks at her phone. She goes, Oh, I have 37 new messages. Like that's not normal. That's not normal. People I, need people to I, reach you. I, I, at the end of that day, I went in my phone. She said, I didn't get any messages from you. And I read her the times. Mom, 7 a.m., 7.45 a.m., 9 a.m., 11.30, 12. And I just kept reading. She says, you know, you're getting very agitated. I know I'm agitated, Mom. I so solution. I, Apple solution. Watch. No, wait. But in addition to the Apple Watch, what are we doing with her this afternoon? It's going to be wild. So we've organized a birthday Zoom with her, with, with a few close family members uh, and, and, and a couple of very close friends. And we have hired an illusionist. And no, mentalist, a, a mentalist, a mentalist, and illusionist. He's both, I think. Anyways, but a mentalist. That's what we Becky We're googled. Most excited for Becky googled mentalist <laughs> in Philadelphia, and we found him, and he's and he's available. And his name is this, name is Matias. Matias, the Zoom mentalist. So it's going to be a wild afternoon. And he's and he's trilingual, Spanish, English, and Portuguese. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. but he's going to do part of the show in Spanish for mom. Oh, that'll be he's really fun. Very excited. That'll he's be really texting fun. me all morning. He asked for a picture of mom. Uh, so he could start studying her mentally. Her, mentally so mentally. he can mentalize her. Yeah, he's going to uh, mentalize her. So, so that's happening. So that's happening. But the other thing that happened this week was no, yeah. I got a $100 ticket. But let the, me ask you, before before you, how much... Would you, I mean, let me ask our listeners, think, think to yourself, how much would you be willing to pay to pee if you had to pee really, really badly? What is that worth to you? To me, that's worth a hundred dollars. If I have to really, really pee, I will pay $100 to be able to pee, which is exactly what I did. (laughs) 
Well, you didn't I may know. try break some traffic laws so he could pull over so I could be. And now I owe him $100. That is true. We were we were driving back from Baltimore Comic Con. The Baltimore Comic Con stories just don't stop. And we were at the part of the highway between, between really close to the city in Washington, D.C., where there's no rest stops at that point. Then you're just sort of driving off into random parts of the city. And we drove up to a gas station, which, unless it had Becky, lots of bulletproof proof glass, but no yeah, restrooms. Um, to unless use. Becky was going to buy a big gulp soda no, and pee no. in the corner. Yeah, that was going to be my literally so my only choice. Which... We drove across the street, and she peed in the uh, Pepco Washington Electric, like the electric <laughs> company. I don't realize we had to get we're gonna get that detailed with the story, the entrance okay. uh, the entrance of the of the of the drive-in <laughs> of the of the plant. And but we really had to drive really fast and I saw the flash of the ticket. I assumed it would be forty bucks, but it was a hundred. And to Becky's credit, she Venmoed me the other sixty on the spot when she saw which, the ticket. Which I have to say, a lot of people listening right now can think of a time when they had to pee that badly and they go, absolutely, I would pay $100 to pee right now. And you know what? I could tell you it was worth it. Every penny. And I think there's no better way to lead into a guest that is so <laughs> not only artistically brilliant, but also conscious about our planet and I would say uh, emotionally aware and intelligent uh, so let's transition from a really childish awful, story, awful childish to... story about your sister peeing on the side of the road to to a guest filled with grace and, and elegance. And who's a and world traveler? World traveler, sophistication, a, ma- a, ma- a public health, a student, a master's in public health, or a, a bachelor's in public health. What did you, what did you study? Uh, a master's, but also you clearly don't know how many times I've peed on the side of the road. Like, <laughs> this is I guess if you've traveled the world traveled doing the world. public health, yeah, you no, peed I've, in a lot of places. I've peed all kinds of places. <laughs> I mean, we can just focus on that today if you'd yeah. rather. But, so, um, welcome, Caitlin Decker. I, I, I'll tell a brief story about how uh, I mentioned my Instagram, but here's the story of, of Caitlin Decker and how she made her way to this show and how we became buddies. Because I really feel like we are friends at this point before like you're you've already had some people come on the show and we've tricked them into being friends now <laughs> i feel like you've come to the show already and we're friends yeah um our my dear friend galit yashai who i've known since i was 13 years old she is just a wonderful amazing human and one of those people who just connects humans all the time and on her instagram there was this beautiful picture of her in this t- magnificent multicolored flowing dress and she had modeled for this company that was decker the, the well the decker shop or decker shop la but the decker uh, uh line the decker line of 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 clothing and i thought it was just such a beautiful line a beautiful beautiful clothing and and then i read about it and i read all of the really amazing thoughtful elements of what had gone into this and at the same time i was spending a lot of time with becky because we were getting ready for baltimore comic-con and one thing you have to understand about becky is that growing up particularly in montreal in my in my 20s when i was in college becky uh, we always called her the rich sister because (laughs) 
unlike <laughs> Lily and I, who first went to high school at the publicly subsidized falling apart Jewish day school, Becky, because my grade kind of trashed the Jewish day school, Becky only went to the fancy private school. And Montreal fancy private school. So Montreal let's, fancy let, let's, not, like, let's yeah, like take it with a American grain of salt, please. Fancy <laughs> private school. This isn't like the, the where the Mighty Ducks went in Mighty Ducks 3. This is still Canadian Ooh, fancy. Deep cut. But still, yeah. Becky had, be, and also just Becky's was my, Becky's my fashion sister. Always mm-hmm. dress changes and the, her hair was always fabulous. And I remember when Allie, my wife, joined the family, she'd be like, oh, God. It's very stressful going to events with your sister. She's so well, Montreal also keep in fabulous. mind, Montreal, Caitlin, I don't know if you've had the pleasure of traveling to Montreal, but Montreal, people, people dress up there. You don't go to the, it doesn't matter you go if you're going to, right. Movie it doesn't matter if you're, you're going like to the movies or the grocery store or out like for that. cocktails. You dress well, you look yeah. good. You are it's so French. And it's yeah. absolutely and put it so, together. But here's the thing: always, my sister know, had two together. children and lived in Berkeley, so it, things now, went downhill fast. Yeah, mm, so I understand. Every time I see her now, she looks like <laughs> she's got two really mismatched. Hard today. <laughs> she's got I'm two. She's got two mismatched galoshes on, and she looks like she hasn't slept since two thousand. Like covered in stains. I've watched. Yeah. So what I see it this, feels like feels so like I, I see this, this beautiful dress yeah. that embodies the values that my sister has on Galit, who it has actually some similarities to Becky in terms of hair. Their mm-hmm. complexion is a little bit different. And I see this. I said, you know, this would be such a beautiful gift for my sister. And so I hopped on and I ordered the what's the name of the dress? The I ordered? Lynn dress. The, the Lynn dress, the which Lynn is dress. gorgeous. The more blue, the cool colored one, the cool the color mm-hmm. Lynn dress. And I was so excited. I ordered it and as a gift for Becky. And um, I messaged Gilly to tell her. And then I think we maybe messaged a little bit. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And I, I delivered to Becky as a gift. And then uh, in it, in addition to to this dress came a pair of socks that I have also taken many pictures of and wear many <laughs> days in a row. The most comfortable mm-hmm. tie-dyed pair of socks I've ever have and like my favorite socks I've ever owned. Oh. And I became uh, I just became infatuated with this. I just bought a dress for Allie. I bought the Lynn for Allie. Uh, right, the Lenore. No, the, the Lenore. Lenore. Lenore for Lenore. Allie in yellow yeah. and more socks. And so, uh, and then I asked Galit, I said, I feel like I know Caitlin now, uh, because I, I, so we got to have Caitlin on the show. So Caitlin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That's such a warm welcome. Um, it's really fun to be here. I've never, I was telling you earlier, I've never been on a podcast. So this is, this is my first, I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming like a shot to stardom. Yeah, like, yeah. I like mean, very famous and terrible after this. So I've alluded to the story. Hmm. You have a master's in public health. I do. And now, and now you're creating this incredibly thoughtful brand of clothes. Please yes. connect those dots for us. <laughs> it's not obvious. Yes. I like to say that I took the scenic route getting where I am. Um, yeah. So in my 20s, I spent a lot of time traveling and sort of trying to find a place. It led me into public health. I've had all kinds of random jobs from like 
fundraising. I was a sex ed teacher. I cooked in kitchens. I've done all kinds of weird stuff, but um, public health became something I really cared about, especially women's health. Um, I So I went to school in New York and from there sort of jumped off into the world doing like yeah, mostly like women's reproductive health education mm. and things associated with that. And I loved it. I'm not sure I was very good at it because it like the work is astoundingly important. Um, and I still care deeply about it. My brain does not work in, super well with um, like biostatistics which is really something that you need for like successful program planning and mm -hmm. evaluation, things like that. And so while I really, really cared about the work, my, a lot of it came to feel like homework and I didn't want everything I did every day to feel like homework. And then I also sort of got burnt out in a couple other sort of personal areas and um, really wanted to change things. I, I found myself like, I lived in Cambodia for a long time and I would like skip out on work and like go to the markets and like play with fabrics and um, everywhere I went, I just wanted to, like, I just found fabric. Like I found whatever textiles were being made and I was just so attracted to that. And it was always like the most fun thing for me. So when I was 32, I sort of had this like burn it all down moment and was uh, I was really unhappy and I decided that I, instead of trying to like squeeze in creative things, I wanted to just do creative things. So I quit my job and I went, I took some summer courses, um, in fashion in London and I was the oldest person there by 10 years. That was like the first point where I started to feel like very, very old. <laughs> I'm like, only I, like only me 32 at 32. So that's where that's my steady decline. Um, so young to be like, oh, right, right. Now I world. Right. I know. But I remember having like the same music taste as the instructors and not the <laughs> students and being like somebody turned on Beyonce at one point and a girl in the class was like, that's my mom's favorite song. And I was like, oh, God. Um, but anyways, uh, it was humbling and wonderful. And I loved it. Um, and I really got into it. And I went back to Cambodia. I started making dresses for friends. I made wedding dresses for friends. I, oh, that's it, no small uh, feat. No, but it was so fun. I was fun. I got to know tailors and people who are so, because I design, but I am, sewing is not something I'm great at yet. And so I worked with a lot of local people doing the, th the things that they were really good at. And that was really fun. And... Um, I decided I didn't want to like waste it. And so I did my first collection in Cambodia and then found it really difficult to scale because mass producing anything there um, at that time was, was really difficult um, if I wanted to do it in any sort of like ethical way for me. Um, and I'm sure there are, are better ways to do it now. It just, it wasn't really available to me then. And um and I hadn't lived near my family in a really long time. And so I moved back to L.A. Um, or I moved to L.A. for the first time, having been here for like a weekend once. And yeah, then I took a minute to sort of like regroup on life. I had to burn it all down again. Just 
because that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And um, I sort of was piecing my life back together a bit and again, found the thing I really loved was fashion. And so I spent the last few years putting together a line and designing and um, I launched in 2019 and um, then I did fashion week in New York. Um, wow. That's yeah, pretty awesome. Really, how, how does one get cool. to do fashion week in New York? What are the, just, well, I don't know how other people do, but someone found my Instagram page and was like, we're doing an ethical fashion show. Would you like to do that? And I there said, you sure. go. That's pretty um, awesome. Pretty awesome. It was cool. It's just like, um, it's just like us at Comic-Con. T- back. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So, yeah. Sorry. Um, um, could you, so I don't want to interrupt your story because I, no, I, I love hearing your whole, your whole origin story, but uh, I, could you also tell us what makes a fashion line ethical? Like what makes what you're doing ethical? How are you different? So, that's a I'm very so good question. Um, well, because I think it's actually really different for many lines. Like I even sort of struggle with a sort of sustainable fashion movement because for some people that means it's organic and some people means that's they're produced in an ethical way that provides like safe working conditions and fair pay for mm-hmm. workers, things like that. Um, for me, it's using renewable and sustainable fabrics. So I use right now, I use something called Cupro and uh, linen. And Cupro is made from like cotton waste. So like the little shells that go around the stuff, okay. the fluffy cotton bit are like spun into cellulose and then woven together. And they make that, the fabric that you have. Is that why the socks are so awesome? No, those are just actually organic cotton. Oh, okay. Um, I don't, so I, it's so organic cotton too. Um, And uh, the home collection is sort of new. Um, Well, it's very new as of two days ago. Um, But uh, that I'm purchasing things that are wholesale and made by companies that I vet. And then I dye them and make them my own. So, um, the home stuff is a little different, but, um, but yeah, so for me, it's that it's also producing in Los Angeles. It's producing at places that I know have safe working, working conditions and fair pay. And that like, don't hurt the people making it. Like, I I don't like the idea of anything that I make causing harm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so even with the dyes and how I'm working now, like, you know, the amount of like water waste and things that I'm putting into the world is like about, you know, those like underbed storage tubs, Mm -hmm. the plastic ones, it's about that much water, you know, that gets tossed out. And so like, not very much. No. It's very um, minimal. It's like, right. It's not like almond milk. It is not like almond milk. Don't get me started on (laughs) it. I used to like almond milk. Turns out, like lactose-free regular milk might be better than almond milk. Yeah, I also don't like how it does that weird separation thing in coffee. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, it it like curdles. Uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, so that's what it sort of means to me. Um, and again, it's different. One for thing. Everybody. One thing that really sets you apart, and I think this 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 transcends fashion because I think it talks about things that really go into all of pop culture because this really relates to body image is your sizing. I've never seen anything like this, but your sizing is smallish, mediumish, 
and largish, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, as a guy who has his own, I would say, fluctuations is the best way to describe it. Um, uh, I found I find that so fantastic. I, I I can't tell you as a as a lady how stressful mm-hmm. it is when I'm buying clothing because so much of what I'm doing is online and you know so much is online shopping. And you look at like a viewer size chart and they're like, okay, well this size is, 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 is zero to two. And this one is two to four. And this is, and you're like, okay, so I have a very narrow margin. When am I getting my period? Cause that will tell me how mm-hmm. big I am on this day versus that day. And it's so stressful buying clothing. Cause then literally things only fit me certain days of the week or at certain times of day. It's very yes. stressful. <laughs> so it's really, it's really wonderful to see something where it's like, generally this is this will fit and it and also means like i tried on the dress i love my dress that i have Mm -hmm. and trying it on i mean like there's so many different ways to wear it and that i don't need to be i don't have to look a very specific way to fit into your dress that you know it but it looks i am wearing not like a this is not like a one size fits all t-shirt no that's the whole point get at the amusement park so what's the how do you a how do you make philosophy behind that but also Mm Everyone looks gorgeous in the clothes still. Because there's all these ways to, well, I don't know. I'll let, I'm not I'll, asking you, Becky. I'm just saying it. it <laughs> are you, in addition to being a fake doctor, you're a fake fashion designer oh, now, I too? I know very nothing Listen, this is fashion. the fashion sister, so. I don't, I really now, should not have Well, she's have coming that. back now. She's coming back now. She's. she's I've turned she's, into a hobo. I'm basically a hobo. Okay. The way I, oh, I feel so, like that's how Caitlin, I'm going to trouble her saying. What led you to do that? Saying. I shouldn't have said that. Um, it was completely selfish and self-serving. Um, I get really angry at sizes. Um, like I, in my closet, I have a two and a 12. Like that's insane. Like I, I have no mm-hmm. idea what size I am most of the time. Exactly. Um, and I, right. It doesn't make any know what sense. Size I am. And like, and sizes like change. There's like triple zeros that exist. And I don't, I don't know what, what that is means. That? Yes. I don't, nothing. It's, it, I don't know. Like, and I, and so yes, there's like a lot of, it, it was, it's for me. <laughs> like it's for everybody, but it's also for me. Um, yeah, I think sizing is pretty dark. Um, I think at, you know, at its best, it's confusing at its worst. It's like harmful. Um, and so I was trying to do it this way because, you know, everyone is roughly something. Um, and so with the issues, it was just like, who's to say? Like who's large, who's medium, who's small, whatever. Um, and honestly, like this range of sizes doesn't even begin to like start on like all kinds of different bodies. Like this is not enough sizing. I'm doing more with the next line, but like it's still not enough. This doesn't encapsulate everybody. Um, it's a pretty good start. I would I'd it's say a, it's, it's a good it's start. It's a good start, and it and it's yeah. and it's showing your customers or your fans what direction you're pointing in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the idea. Again, this is my first line, but, um, uh, yeah, the, the sizes are, you know, again, I, I, I don't want, um, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't want to like create something that, um, puts anybody in a box of any kind. Like Mm -hmm. I, I feel like clothes should be made to fit you you shouldn't have to like change your body to fit into clothes mm-hmm. um and so yeah the so all the pieces 
are made to be adjustable um, with the dresses. You can sort of like bring them up or down and in and out. The pants yeah. you can always tie in different ways. And so like, yeah, the idea is that like you decide um, and the clothes are like made to go on whatever journey with you. I love it. And I, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know. I love the way I felt in the dress. I felt like, oh, I could so wear glad. this to a very fancy party or I could wear it to brunch. Like this mm-hmm. is just feels like it's me. Like I can do anything. In this. Yeah. yeah. It's a great I'm feeling. so glad. And I feel like this dress, cause I've seen Becky in it and she will take a nice picture at some point for you that will be grammable we promise great <laughs> um is also going to help transition becky a little bit out of her mismatched galoshes face <laughs> so i mean as someone who's also a n- newer-ish mom like having things that are comfortable like mm-hmm. that's like the first thing like mm-hmm. comfortable and then like the fun thing with the ice dyes is that, like, if you spill something on it, like, you can <laughs> yourself. Like, <laughs> it's very important to have things that you can cover up a stain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, part of the process. So, or just, like, um, a yogurt smear. Someone like yeah, that. I think yogurt looks great on these dresses. So, <laughs> I, yeah. I went over the other morning to say, like, before work, Rebecca lives next door, right? So I went over, say good morning to all the kids. I left looking like I had been crapped on by an army mm. of pigeons because <laughs> Becky's yeah. daughter decided th- this kid, when I walk in sometimes goes, don't touch me, Tio shy. But this morning she decided I was going to get all the hugs and she was going to wipe all of the yogurt on me. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. That's where yogurt goes. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. You were talking about journeys. Now let's talk about fashion as a way of, taking people on a journey in the narrative of movies and TV, because this is a Friday night movie podcast and we love movies. Yeah. And TV. We know you love movies and TV. All right. What role does fashion play in telling a story? We, we did our last week's episode was on Dune. And for example, Dune, the co- I thought the costumes in Dune were wild. I thought like that they were really well done. We talked about it last week as well. Uh, there's lots of movies where the costumes are awesome and sometimes they're like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But beyond me saying the costumes looked awesome, I don't know what else to say about it. What, what how does how does how does fashion help tell a story in a movie? I also think the costumes were amazing and do. Okay, cool. So it was so fun to watch. Um and so for me, uh I think they're like you're sort of like first line of communication. Like, especially in a movie, like you don't get the whole backstory on people. You don't, you don't know where they're from. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they care about. You're just introduced to this character. Um, and so I feel like it's, it's your first communication. It's like how they present themselves. Like in most cases, like people, you know, that, that character has, has chosen to wear X, Y, Z. And I feel like you, you learn a lot about, the first a person in a movie from like that, that first image of them. Like, um, I have many examples, but like you, Luke I Skywalker is, walking into Jabba's palace in his black, you know, his black, right. good, the bad and the ugly kind of, mm-hmm. I'm no longer mm-hmm. the baby Jedi outfit. Yes. Right. Like that's what, like, I'm a grown up now. Like I, I'm, I, I'm in this scary outfit, so you you know not to mess with me, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I do think it's it's communication. It's 
it's presenting yourself in a way that you want, you know, where you want people to learn something from, from you. Um, so I think that's helpful in movies. Um, I think it starts there. And then, um, you know, obviously as the character develops, people develop, but, um, yeah, I think it's, it's sort of like your first insight into like what that person is all about. That's mm-hmm. really cool. I love mm-hmm. that. All right. What are some of your favorites? How has, or I know there's some ways you're going to say how fashion has actually been in the story. We're going to get there, but cause that mm-hmm. is the most amazing thing that you opened my eyes to when we were chatting before the mm-hmm. show a little while ago, but how has fashion been used? Well, what are some of your greatest hits of fashion communicating in a film? Ooh, okay. Um, favorite, like, like for me, that scene, and Becky, you want mm-hmm. you should chime in as well. This is really a question for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. For me, for me, and everyone knows, I'm a Luke Skywalker guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a Return of the Jedi guy. There's nothing more gratifying to me than Luke Skywalker walking into Jabba's palace, proving all of the people who have said that he's a whiner and all those things wrong that he's got it mm-hmm. under control now. He has a plan. He's got the black hood. He's ready for action. He's got his green lightsaber. He is a Jedi now. There's that. Ready, and yeah. now they recently gave it to us on the Mandalorian as well. You see that black hood. You see the green lightsaber hilt. You see he's decked out. And you know everything's going to be a chills on your spine. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay when you see that silhouette. Yeah. So for me, that is a moment where the wardrobe is everything. Yeah. Um, honestly, same level of cultural significance, but in my favorite movie, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Um, (laughs) same, same level of drama. Um, I love that movie as a kid. I would watch that on repeat. I mean, it holds up, man. I, I will say, I love that movie so much that I ordered for my wife. We don't do Christmas or Jews, but Mm -hmm. I did, but. Uh, what's his name? Coogan was selling signed dish shaped Christmas ornaments that said the dishes are done, man. And I ordered them for her for Hanukkah last year. It's really funny. That's amazing. Okay. Well, I know what to put on my list. Um, yeah. Uh, my friends know me well enough that I, I received a number of like, I'm right on top of that rose. Uh, <laughs> in the last few weeks, uh, because my friends are lovely people. Um, but yeah, when she's sort of, you know, she goes from like being this like fun loving teenager to like business Christina Applegate. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's awesome. And like it's like you see her presenting herself that way. Like she goes in her mom's closet and like makes it her own and it's cool. Um I remember being really I remember seeing it for the first time and being like, okay, I want to change my name to Sue Ellen. Because that's that's awesome, and then also uh, like shoulder pads are powerful, (laughs) like um, and seeing that. So um, yeah, I think that that was like a big. I love seeing that. Um, My favorite 
you know, fashion, that transition moment we're talking about is, I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I brought up how I rewatched, I rewatched Sabrina with the original one with Audrey Hepburn Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. It's truly one of my all time favorites. You know, the movie starts, she's this, you know, sweet daughter of the chauffeur and just very, you know, very simply, very plainly, she goes off to Paris for a couple of years and she comes yeah. back. And the first time you see her, she's waiting at the train station and she's just the epitome of Paris mm-hmm. fashion chic with her, you know, crop little hair up and her black. I think she's wearing like a black, you know, skirt suit of some some time and she has her little doggy with her and she's all the the same sweet lovely sabrina that she was before she left but now she's a woman now she has confidence she has the sophistication and she you know and she can command whomever she wants and that and it's a great moment and then from there on out i mean the outfits that she wears i know the dress that she wears to the to the party that the beautiful dress with like the back cape i mean that yeah. We had pictures of that up on my wall as a as a teen. That to me is just oh, it's cool. one of the most stunning things ever created. Um, which shy little known fact that dress went missing for decades and decades. You know, it was thought to be lost. Really? And after um, Carrie Fisher and and Debbie Reynolds died, they found that that outfit in a trunk i mean so the lore goes on the internet this is what i read on the internet it's not like i was there but i read on the internet that they then found that in a trunk i believe in debbie reynolds house she had bought it um right that's that that's that's carrie fisher's mom right shy Mm -hmm. i'm not yeah Yeah, okay they found that in it she apparently had owned it and it was just like sitting in a trunk somewhere in her house and then i think it went for auction um but it was all this you know, uh, controversy for many years. Like, what was the real color of it? Because the film's in black and white, and who really designed oh, wow, yeah. it? And like all these things. And then it was it was discovered. That's what the internet said. Again, well, I'm the not a historian. Never lies. I'm not so, a historian, I, so I don't know for sure. But I've got a question about fashion in, in movies. What? So there are movies where the fashion, where the movies where the time period is somewhat ambiguous, where the fashion is somewhat, I would say the way I can describe it is affected. And the movies that come, come to play are Tarantino movies where like in a movie like Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs, it's taking place contemporary, it's contemporary, but they're all dressed sort of like they're in the seventies in a way, mm-hmm. or there's some sort of throwback even before that there's right. this, or, or I guess steampunk kind of has a, a, an out of time feel to it as well. What's the, what's the message in those situations where there's a little bit of an anachronistic fat or, and this is a really weird one, but Napoleon Dynamite, right? Oh that, no, that I think that's such a great at, example. Of it. Where it supposedly takes it's place, place now, but when everyone's it was, dressed right. like they're out of time. They're in the eighties, you right. know. Well, or, I mean, or any Wes Anderson movie. If you like, don't. I mean, you look at Royal Tenenbaums. It took place when the movie was made, but everybody's dressed from a different era. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So what what does that communicate? Hmm. I mean, I think probably just a timelessness, like those movies still resonate. Like the fashion is still somewhat relevant. The, like, I guess you're not distracted. Well, I think it's affecting, but I don't know if it's like distracting. It doesn't take you out of it. Um, right. It's I, world building in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like, it, it's sort of part of the narrative and not, mm-hmm. um, 
Like, I feel like whenever I see like technology in, in a movie from like even 10 years ago, I'm always like, oh my God, that was 2005 or whatever, you know, and you can tell because someone's on like a Blackberry mm -hmm. or something. But um, mm -hmm. with the fashion, I think it really, um, yeah, I really, I feel like it like is like somewhat of a character. And like, again, you're, it's just like communication. You're like, you're learning stuff about the people because of mm -hmm. it. And we all, by the way, now we are joined by Lily. This was my fault, as I mentioned before. I screwed up the time Hi, zone. Hi, Lily. And uh, this is uh, uh, another question: Is have you? Is there one? I don't know if you if you want to talk trash, but is there a movie where you think the fashion is just like abominable, where it, it takes you out of the movie or it ruins it? Like not a movie like that's like some low budget. Not a low budget, you know, indie movie where we're kicking a movie that didn't have the budget to have a good fashion or a movie where you're just like, why did they, what, what kind of choice was made there? Um, I don't want to, I, I, I don't like being a hater on okay. anything, but, you um, hater. The, yeah, I'm a, but, um, <laughs> I felt like, um, the, the fashion in Bridgerton, I know people like, <laughs> really really into uh, along with some other things in Bridgerton um but I remember watching them like the first days after having a baby and like mm -hmm. whatever anything to distract me was great but uh the it, it it was so much that like I would not listen to what was happening and just be like looking at like where the bust line was on the dresses. And I'm like, why is there a pineapple on there? Like, have they even seen a pineapple? Like there was a lot of things that like made it very confusing to me. I thought it was cool to look at, but I, I didn't understand why it was happening. Um, so yeah, okay. that, that would be my only knock. And again, like I shamelessly like Bridgerton was fun. No, but I mean, like, we, we, yeah. we watched it. Lily and I definitely watched yeah. it. Yeah. 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 But Absolutely. yeah, it took, that took me out of it a bit. I had to, had to go back and back I, into it. Yeah. I had I was three minutes of that show and I was like, nope, gonna watch rest. Not not yours. Okay. No, no, no. Don't worry. Wait, I like, the, I I like the fashion on WWF wrestling more. Uh, okay, so here's here's a question. Uh, here's a question, or not a question. This is really your you. This is your theme. That I I pretend this is my question, but it's not my question. This is an idea that Caitlin came up with, which is. Which is movies where fashion or a makeover or a fashion change moves the story. It isn't just the char it isn't just a character. It moves the story. Tell us a little bit about that whole concept. Because when I asked you, you said, Oh, let's talk about fashion, I thought we were gonna talk about like Boz Lerman and you know, movies with like outlandish costumes and you took it. I mean, or I I think like I I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet, but and it's not a movie, but it's very pertinent in pop culture, is um Sex in the City. Nope. nope. I mean we haven't where, talked about anything like where that. fashion nope. is fundamental to the show. Mm -hmm. And but not and then sometimes it moves the story along when she couldn't afford her apartment and the whole premise that she, she bought, I don't I assume shoes. you've seen Sex of the City, maybe you yeah. haven't. Yeah, I assume, yeah. you know. And so she can't afford her apartment because she buys too many shoes, and right. these are thousand dollar shoes, and then she can no longer afford to live in her apartment, and that's when. It's a big moment in the show when Charlotte says, no, I'm not lending you money. Don't go and buy so many shoes. Yeah, that was a good boundary. I feel like boundary setting wasn't really talked about in the early aughts, but like, yeah, that was good. And so in, I think 
fashion has so much to do with that show and plays into the storyline like everyone's not that's not the premise but mm-hmm. i think it moves the story significantly without well, even, you know yeah well when carrie bought burger that prada shirt right. he lost his mind and you know right like, it it's was throughout like, the show yeah yeah and, and when Mar- like- um what's her name that's her real name in real life um oh my god i blanked on the redhead's name I'm uh, Cynthia. Miranda. Miranda, like Cynthia. I'm like, it's not, and her name isn't Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> um, when she, her water breaks and it ruins the Manolo Blotnik shoes, right. like what these brand new, beautiful shoes she has of her date with Big, and then the water breaks on the shoes. It It's constantly, I think it's used, you know, I don't know if it's, a Shy hates when people say the costumes are a whole character of a movie, but I'm not saying that you know, it's that far, but I think that, yes, you can't talk about that show without talking about fashion. Well, if I could tie the fashion of sex in the city for a moment back to Caitlin, to what you're doing now, I feel like in the time of sex in the city, it's like this overload of stuff, stuff, stuff. Every scene has to be a new outfit. Every time I leave my house and need an outfit, I need so much clothing, so much clothing, so much clothing. And it's just like, I mean, like the effect that I feel like it had culturally versus now, the sustainable approach of I don't need 10,000 pieces of clothing. I can actually have a, I could have a capsule closet or I could just buy fewer things that are made sustainably that will cost me a little bit more money, but are going to be better for the planet, better for my closet. And I feel like there's unfortunately this like shift. I like I very much that, to shift back. Oh yeah, I think in real life, around it, I right? think in real life, I'm it's just amazing. Like a consumer of of media I think and in, stuff, and I think yeah, that the fact that the show is coming, the show is coming back, uh-huh. and and the fact that it's coming back, I'm so happy that since it was on, that's how the direction things have moved. But n- nobody's watching that show to not watch the what she's going to wear. <laughs> so like, oh, that, I mean, same. The, the times yeah. are not going to be reflected in that show, and that's fine with me. She can make it. She can wear a new. new I don't have to wear a new outfit every day, but she can. And I want <laughs> right, to see it. No, on the I show. also want to see it. Yeah, it's like a museum. I mean, it's like going to a gallery see. every episode, like every scene. So, so in yeah, that sense, and, I mean, yeah. I don't think the original. I don't remember. I, I could be wrong, but uh, I don't think the original costume designer is coming back. But like, I don't there are think so either. I don't think so. But um, and she was a near genius but right. uh but yeah the yeah the, the, i mean the clothes on that show I, I won't say the character thing but like it's impossible <laughs> to like you're right like it's impossible to talk about that show which was like you know it, it, a little problematic now sometimes sure. uh you know it was but like going back it was revolutionary it was there was these like new narratives it was a new way of talking about you know, both sex and cities. And yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, uh, no, it was, I think I, I like, I'm selfishly glad it, it, it's coming back. I, oh yeah, everyone is. absolutely. And I think yeah. back to tie back to what I was saying is that I think this is, a, that is a good example of marrying the two things. You have this amazing fashion, but every once in a while, it wasn't just a coincidence. It's not like their fashion didn't bleed into their lives. This mega mm-hmm. fashion yeah. part, it moves the story along during so, the series, which I like. So, Caitlin, yeah. you though, you have some examples of fashion 
and stories and the make and and the and moving the story. What are some of the ones that you also have? Um, so you mentioned the that, the, 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 the Babysitter's Dead. Right. I love that. And it's I love one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, when I read that on your website, I was like, wow, there's very few people, I think, that could really feel the love of that movie. I've seen it so it many times. So many times. So many times. Um, no, it's, it, yeah, the movie just like feels good to me. Um, and I've still never seen the like, Grunion Run, which I'm embarrassed by. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I think an easy one that I'm sure many people have seen is Clueless. Um, and yes. Yes. like seeing Ty Frazier come in and like share wanting to like maybe invade and like fix her, but um, which again, maybe problematic, but like um, just that whole change and like. I think like using fashion is power in that way. And just like, like they change her hair and they put her in new, new clothes and all of that. And that's an amazing sequence. But um, seeing how like she goes from feeling very nervous to like newly powerful in this school and like in this new situation. And like she, I mean, she's 15 in the movie and, you know, she's supposed to, be sort of coming into herself and like I, I do think I mean I remember being 15 um and like how rough that was and so like I do remember seeing her I mean we're roughly the same it came out at more or less the right time for me um so I remember thinking like okay like I need the Delia's catalog and like that's gonna make high school better <laughs> and like maybe misleading you might be misleading yeah it, it actually wasn't true like it didn't make <laughs> high school better for me but um I remember being just you know just understanding that like it was a tool um so I think that was like a pretty powerful thing I mean I also remember like movies like High Fidelity and like empire record like empire records i don't know how many times i've seen that either but like mm -hmm. the clothes in that were so like intentionally subversive but also like you could probably get it at hot topic like <laughs> you know like which is like owned by the man so like you know like it's but isn't I that that's it's exactly what being a teenager that's what is, say that's exactly right, what being a teenager right. is damn the man right by all damn the man but i can't right, afford but like right else. like yeah. Um H &M I mean, I now or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um I mean I remember going there was I grew up in Tucson, Arizona. And uh I remember there was one like punk club and I was like seventeen or something and we were gonna go and like I remember figuring out the outfit for that. Cause like I was not like I remember I listened to like garbage. Not not no music, garbage music, no, but like the, the band me, garbage. The band. Right? Okay. I, just I, just, I just saw them in concert with Alanis. It was a great show. I'm so jealous. Like Weirdly, I missed it here. Twenty two years earlier when I had seen Alanis Morissette, it was with garbage. <laughs> I, they go together. Um it's a great, no, it's a great matchup. It's a great matchup. But like I remember like wishing I was more like edgy. I was like I've never been edgy. Like I, mm -hmm. I like I, I want to be, but then it's like a lot of eyeliner and I can't do it. And, um, uh, but yeah, like I remember like putting together this outfit to go to a punk show, which I like didn't belong at. 
And I like put a bunch <laughs> of like, safety pins in my clothes. I looked like, I don't know, like Gwen Stefani's weird cousin. Like it was not <laughs> a good thing, but like, but I remember seeing that and like pulling together that information from movies and music and, um, yeah, like it do, it did make such an impression on me at that age and now honestly, yeah. still. Like if I could be as cool as Shirley Manson, I would absolutely try to be, but I can't. Yeah, don't I wonder what I mean, I, I we're obviously relatively the same age and I think mm-hmm. that those the movies that you mentioned, especially Clueless being such a an impactful one, I wonder what that is for kids today. Like I feel like, yeah, having we we all have little kids, and so, you know, our for I guess there's like this fog. Well, there'll be a fog for a few years, and so we're kind of uh, we don't have our finger on the pulse in some ways mm-hmm. because we're in that. But I get a feeling that I don't know what who's making those movies for teenagers now. That or maybe that's not yeah. important as important as it was in the '90s. They just um, have their TikToks now. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, but I think that's correct. Like, I think it's like they're making them for themselves, right? They don't need, like, uh, you know, right. share. To no, I mean, we all need the share. Share. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just can't believe I just said that. Yeah, <laughs> they should. They should all watch Blue uh, Liz. I, well, I they, you know, it's funny. We relied on that, though. Sorry, just to, 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 we don't. We didn't have the social media and the TikTok and all those other sources. We relied on a movie showing us what was the next thing and yeah. what we could be inspired by. And in a way that's kind of great. And it's also kind of amazing that now it can be your neighbor that does that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I always land. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is good or bad. Like it's new. <laughs> right. And like, well, it could also be of, like a Kardashian. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's, and like, there's, yeah, I think there's, that's, I think that, you know, I, I think that in, you know, that's, that's like, and we don't, we don't have to get too into that topic, but I think that that is a, 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 like a weird black hole of, of, I think there's so much there that can be so positive and Mm -hmm. you look at fashion icons and people in the industry and people in body positivity who are so, so, you know, supportive of them and so align themselves with them. And then you look at, there's a whole other camp of people in, you know, that world that are completely against them and, you know, selling all kinds of diet stuff and the, 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 the double-edged sword there and the, the hypocrisy, is very I find it very I don't find it's an easy they're bad and from just no no no, I'm just saying from uh the difference between like a movie and a tv studio versus a Kardashian influencer on Instagram or someone who's getting or or not even just Kardashian anyone who's getting paid a hundred thousand dollars to hawk you a legging then (laughs) you know there's there's it's not the same exact like maybe purity as in other forms there's just another thing that they've got to watch i don't know right Uh, well yeah and i do feel like it's harder to know like what is like a genuine expression like i mean probably because of my age and what i grew up with like you know seeing movies like that's somebody's art like i see that as like like a bunch of people got together and like made this art like Mm -hmm. fit t wasn't like sponsoring them right like no there's no advertiser behind 
clueless. I mean, there was people right. making money off of it, obviously, but it wasn't like to sell a product. Right. And the, and the, and the clothes um, weren't at all, like many, many of the clothes are not accessible. It, it's taken to an extreme. Right. It's nothing that anybody right. would maybe really ever wear at high school, but it, there's a well, beauty in that. Well, they did shop at Contempo Casual. I guess. Which was <laughs> a thing. Did. Yeah. That was a thing? I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a thing. Was it? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Was, that it? was a real thing. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. As a member of the Friday Night Movie family, you must join us in an official Friday Night Movie game. And we are bringing you to the classic, the most important, the foundational Friday Night Movie game, and that is Buy, Rent, Meh. We will present you with three items. Buy, Rent, Meh is the official rating system of Friday Night Movie. So movies are either a buy. In the days of video cassettes, you would buy the ones you liked. You'd rent from the video store the ones that you were either intrigued by and weren't sure if you wanted to buy or you just sort of like that's a renter mm-hmm. and then meh is really an undefined category it's not necessarily the bottom but you got to explain what your meh means because it could be a meh of disgust it. it could be a meh of indifference could be a meh of uh, um uh, is not sure you know it could be a lot of different things and then um and in this case you're gonna have to assign a value and you can only assign one of each to each of these things. So the first category, oh man, I need a I need a costumes or characters movie. I didn't finish this one. Allie was no help to me earlier. Lily, Moulin Rouge, Cats, and give me a third one. Costumes. Oh, our characters? Yeah. Um let's see if Caitlin has one, but I feel like any Audrey Hepburn movie. Okay, fine. Her clothes are uh, amazing. Wait, 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 I'm just I don't know if that counts. If breakfast activity specifically counts, that's the only one I can. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let Always me just... with Richard Dreyfuss because that was her last movie. Those are the two Audrey Hepburn movies that I think of. Jeez, shy. Just disparaging her career Roman there. Holiday. Sabrina. Maybe. I, oh, I love her dress in Sabrina. Maybe just because I love her clothes. Maybe that's not a good example. <laughs> just so her clothes are amazing. But. Um, liaisons. No. Oh, there's so many where the costumes are phenomenal. Um, I just need one so we can. Okay, give me a second. Oh, my goodness. Everyone's. So So start with a different category. All right, fine. We'll come back to that one. All right. Buy Rent Man, 90s fashion icons. Movies where I feel like the fashion in those movies, people walked out the next day and bought those clothes and wore them, Mm. having Mm -hmm. grown up in that time. All right. So Buy Rent Man, Reality Bites. After that movie, Mm -hmm. everyone came to school singing My Sharona. Trying to date Ethan Hawke, which was very bad for the Ben Stiller likes, like myself, and wearing flannel shirts, mm-hmm. Clueless, for obvious mm-hmm. reasons, which we've discussed, and mm-hmm. Empire Records, which we've discussed. So we've tried to make these as hard as possible. Man. Oh, you did a good job making this as hard as possible. We often we try to make it hard. It's no fun if it's not hard. Buy, rent, and now you should know just how we play this. Becky and I will play by the rules, and Lily will cheat every time. This one's so easy for me. I don't have a problem playing by the rules. Obviously, clueless, hands down. There's just no debate. I buy that for so many reasons every day of the week. Then personally, I would say I'm going to rent Empire Records because personally that like the wardrobe situation in that movie was very impactful. And then mm. I'm going to go, man, reality bites. I can't believe that sentence is coming out of my mouth because that's it. just not humanly possible. I feel like you but for costumes over to the dark side with me. 
no, I I love that movie, but there's nothing I found in when he go when her, you know when he's like you, you look like a doily and she gets <laughs> dressed up to go with Ben Stiller. That's one of the best lines ever because he's being so yeah. awful to her, which is terrible. Just terrible example of how you should treat doily. someone. You yeah, look like a doily. But I'm also like she, you know, didn't really dress like herself. She did look a bit ridiculous. And Ben Stiller's gigantic blazer. I mean, <laughs> these are not fashion choices I needed Solid to point. copy. But the fashion, the, that I would movie, say, her right? haircut, that Winona Ryder pixie haircut, which yeah. I would say Caitlin is doing a wonderful homage to with your awesome haircut. Right. I would say, like, that it yeah. was more impactful to me personally, was the hair design. Mm-hmm. And Ethan Knox's hair is just, Ben Stiller's right. hair is so bad. Also, hair no, in that but, movie is more important to me than the clothes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's per- that's just my two cents. That's where I stand. Okay, Caitlin, where are you on that on this? Um, it's hard. You did a good job making it hard. Um, I'm going to agree with Lily. Like, I would almost mm-hmm. say, uh, not. I, I was considering not buying Clueless because I already have Clueless. Like, I, I. But because I, you bought it. It's because well, you bought because it. Because I, I, I bought it. It's like in my body. Like <laughs> I, I've seen it so many times. Like I don't know if I need to buy it because I just have it. Um, so actually I'm going to controversial stance. Meh, clueless because I don't, I don't need it. Um, Cause I already have it. Um, and then I would buy Empire Records. Um, and I would rent reality bites as well i think i i the it's funny you bring up winona Ryder because uh her hair throughout the years has been like very important very important. like i feel like mm-hmm. there's other things it's about never winona been Ryder. bad it's never been bad it's and, always amazing like i've had many a hairstyle and she's usually the photo that i take in and it's and it's often from like the mid 90s <laughs> um yep. yeah that's a hundred percent fair. That's amazing. Yeah. Beck, do you want to weigh in on Reality Bites Empire Records and Clueless for your yeah. environment, man? I'm buying Reality Bites because that realistically more of the '90s grungeish look is what I've looked like the last few years. You know, less it like looks like you're do looks like you're really not taking care of yourself because you're not so I've, I've had like a serious uh reality bites like no but that that is my favorite movie and i and uh, uh yeah that's my favorite movie uh lelena is a hero of mine um then i'm going to rent and this is just based on the fashion right we're just doing the fashion yes version. then i'm gonna Rent Empire Records because I feel like realistically as a teen, that was probably more attainable of how to dress. And then I'd have to man clueless because who, who, I mean, there was no way I could have ever looked like that or dressed like, I mean, that was amazing. And so I was wonderful and exciting to look at, but that really felt like a movie to me. Like there was no way Mm -hmm. me or any of my friends were ever going to look like the people in Clueless. Yeah, so. I, I, I mean, I'm going to buy Clue. Well, so I, I movie-wise, I have buy Clueless, but the only person I could remotely even dress like in that movie or want to dress like would be... This is Brick and Blood. 
No, not oh, Breckenmeyer. Breckenmeyer. Oh. Well, I love Breckenmeyer. Like, all you wore were flannels. He's so great. Well, I guess maybe, you definitely would have yeah, looked like if they were. Right. Yeah, because Paul Rudd was like wearing like... black t-shirts and black jeans. Black t-shirts. So he was like an intense. Like which you were like the look of reality. That's more of like what people in reality like. Reality is what we actually looked like. Empire Records what we thought we could dress like, and Clueless it was just completely unrealistic. Okay, that's all right. I'm with you. All right, okay. Lily, have you thought of a movie for the first one yet? I I think we could put Willy Wonka in there. <laughs> okay, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. The original or the, original, the new not one? The Tim Burton. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. Movies where the costumes are characters. Although any Tim Burton movie would probably work too. Moulin Rouge. Cats the music. Cats the movie, like the recent one, which I, I don't know if I've told you this, Caitlin, right? That I fiercely defend this movie. I love this movie. I'm not talking about the fashion. Now we need another podcast about that. No, don't worry. No, he has several. We have several. And he's got other people's podcasts to defend the movie. I go on Twitter and find people who are looking for people to defend this on their podcast. And I'm like, (laughs) I will do it and you will regret it because you're going to end up with the longest episode of your podcast Three ever. hours of White Cats is the greatest these movie. These poor guys on all wow. their podcasts. I love these guys so I'm much. Excited. They had Becky okay. and I on, and I think they were like, oh, my God. We I think were after great. an hour and a half, I was like, I'm done. I have yeah, nothing I else to say on this topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I know. I mean, I recognize there are crazy, wrong things about the movie, but I love it, and I will talk about it for hours. So, yeah, Moulin Rouge, Cats. Tom, you know Tom Hooper's cats, and the Willy Wonka, the one from the eighties, right? 70s? Yeah, the, the, the Gene Wilder one. Gene Wilder one, Gene yeah, yeah. By Renter. Mm. By Willy Wonka. Um, because I don't know. I feel like I still I can see what every single character is wearing, mm-hmm. like like Veruca Salt's red. Everything. Bruce Assault, uh the little cowboy kid, uh like all the grandparents. Violet. Like every Violet. 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 Um, How many everything. times have I said like, that? I mean, and Willie himself, Mr. Wong. Like, like yeah, I think there's the, the like, genius about there's a genius about like a one day movie, right? Like you can see like That's the characters are established. You just see their characters and like how the colors all work together and stuff. So I, w- I would buy Willy Wonka. I, I mean, everybody knows what an Oompa Loompa wears. Right. Like, right. These, right. the costumes are so iconic. Yes. I feel, yeah, they're, they're really, I don't feel like, it's like people throw around the world word iconic when it doesn't work and it works here. Right. Like yeah. that is like a, Willy Wonka is like a building block um, for other crazy fashion, which I like. Um, I would, now, rent cats because I've not seen it, and I've you never might, heard anyone defend it. You might regret this decision. <laughs> but I, I want to know now. Like yeah. I haven't. Been I, that sorry, I think there's fundamental now. problems with the costumes in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, are the costumes, well, or is it just computers, well, or so like what's happening? It's a, it's a very legitimate a question. There's a bit of a trap know. because if you listen to my take on the film, mm-hmm. my biggest thing I would remake of the film is I mm-hmm. would have dispensed with any of the CG stuff, and I would have mm-hmm. gone 
I would have filmed. I would have gone all in on building the best practical effects cast costumes ever, like done done like the '80s ones, but the Mm -hmm. best ever. And I would have filmed the dancing and stuff instead Mm -hmm. of some totally weird stuff. Instead of that, I would have taken advantage of the fact that you have in what's her name, Francesca Hayward, and some of the other Broadway dancers. Some of like the best performers alive. And mm-hmm. they should have filmed it like a martial arts movie where this people do their Ooh. own stunts because mm-hmm. there are some scenes where you do see her dance and you're watching her dance and you're and you're 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 looking at this and you're saying, how can a human body do this? And she's actually doing it. And if they had really leaned into that, it would have been even better, even better. I mean, and I it was the first or one of the first musicals I saw. It was the first and musical we saw, yeah, right? We, and I remember yeah, seeing musical it. we saw as kids. My, I mean, my parents took me to Les Mis when I was like four. So that was the right time for that. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, I that totally was, understood it. And I just was, wanted yeah, to not be like an over your head or. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I remember I sang like Castle on a Cloud, like haunted the house for like years. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, elementary school was in it, right? The cat clown oh, yeah. was in it? Yeah, he was. Boring company. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, yeah, so, but, but I remember seeing, uh, cats with my elementary school best friend, Teresa Tamarquio and, uh, her family. And it was so exciting and I love the music and I can probably still sing magical Mr. Mistopheles. So, um, I'll well, rent I, that. I think, yeah. And I think in person, the costume, especially in the eighties, especially if you were a kid, amazing. you really believe they were cats. Like, it, totally. it, it was yeah. amazing. My, I think my wife's really... sister believed it so much, she had an asthma attack when they went to see it, and they had to leave the theater. So my wife... Suggested asthma? The, <laughs> my wife hadn't seen the full That's thing so until she married me. She had no idea how much I liked it until after our kids were born, and now she's like, what the hell? She Because Because you were like... We, I have kids with this woman. Now she can't leave me. Yeah. So right, now right. I'll She's tell her the in. truth. She's yeah. locked in. I will tell mm-hmm. her the truth. Yeah, it's safe now. <laughs> um, and then I would have to... Meh. Meh. Moulin Rouge. Uh, I've never seen the whole Moulin Rouge. Me neither. People what? really love it. People what? really love it. And it makes me kind of seasick. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, like, I think I'm just, I don't... I, it's not it's not for me like it's I, I get that it's like beautiful but all the angles and all the stuff it's too much it's too much there's a uh, lot there is a lot happening visually a lot happening and I don't know it was just not it wasn't for me and people have been I have offended many at parties being like eh, but meh is actually it for me I don't know if I'm gonna get like kicked out of Los Angeles now but I think you're well, probably you're not, you're safe. Not, not like you is, didn't say quality. You're just saying your reaction to it. It's your right, 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 right. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it is it's like not a like better... you pan strictly ballroom, right? I would never. Okay, so oh, talk wait. about costumes. I forgot about strictly about, ballroom. Yeah. Talk about well, all of the costumes in his. All the costumes in his yeah, movies but it, are. There's something special about that because it's one. It's yeah. I don't know if it's his first film, but it's certainly a very early film. Oh, it was. Yeah. So there's something very we special could about have that. a whole separate. Oh thing yeah. about oh, oh god wow. i can't believe i forgot about that yeah we talk about transformative costume oh, moments right the dress when oh. she puts the dress on 
for winning oh, for that final performance. So good. Wow. So good. Shine, that's a great one to show your kids. That's a really fun oh, one. That's a really wonderful movie. All right. Sure. Yeah, kids can yeah. 100% watch that right. movie. William, yeah. Maz Lerman's William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet isn't for kids, so. No. 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 But Strictly Ballroom, definitely. They can Strictly watch. Ballroom, we were probably that age around that age. It was 92 yeah. when it came out. We were about yeah. their age. Okay. So right. would have been, yeah, would have been exactly that age when we saw it. All right. I'll, I'll hunt it down. It's a great one. Okay. Yeah. That's a I'm gonna, new, uh, steps, new steps. New steps. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna skip the, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip Marvel and I'm gonna jump to this one requires visual aids. So I'm gonna jump to this is this is a little bit for my sisters because our whole family has a thing for Henry Cavill. Okay. Oh, okay. We really do. Really, we, we all. He's earned really it do. though. Like I was not yeah. on board during the Superman we, days. We really, he has I, earned I'm willing it. to even go watch the Superman movies just because he's in them. No, they're. I mean, he's not well cast, it. but they are unwatchable. They are so. But depressing. he's extremely watchable. Right. So Henry no, Cavill. Henry uh, Cavill and his voice. His voice. I love his voice. <laughs> Henry I don't Cavill's know. fashion, though. We we agree. We love Henry Cavill. Fashion. Okay. We have. Henry Cavill is Superman. Mm-hmm. I already know who my guy is. <laughs> I don't know why you're bothering with this. Why, you're bo- why are you bothering? The Witcher. There's, only, there's literally only. Do you one know, Caitlin? Wait. Do you know that there's a story that we have had, like a, a, a like a U.S. Weekly source, like a source confirmed to <laughs> us that on the set. Wait, a source. We. What do you mean? They. No. Someone we know. No. No one told us. It's like it's like on US Weekly when they say a source confirmed. Mm-hmm. So a, I don't have to say who and where this. You don't came have from. to say who. No, you don't. A source <laughs> confirmed that on the set. It's a, that's not a firsthand source. It's like so. A, it doesn't matter. It's a source matter. of a source. It's a US a Weekly source. It's a US exactly Weekly. those US. You think those US Weekly sources are, are one removed from the people? <laughs> it's like someone who did the garden of the By neighbor the way, next door. That's such a Canadian Montreal. I found an US Weekly in an orthodontist <laughs> office thing to say to call it a US Weekly because that's what everyone. Oh, calls it is. oh is it? It's, 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 no, no, no. But I like it your way. I like US Weekly. Did I say U.S. I weekly? I found it in Dr. Israelovich's office no. that they carry it. I think it's ambiguous. I think it's ambiguous. I've heard anyway, it both it ways. Both. I've heard it both it ways. Okay. Yeah. So that <laughs> on the set of The Witcher, which was that, like, very dirty, quite impressive yeah. outfit he's wearing, yeah. Yeah. his yeah. thighs, his thighs split his pants. Because his Not thighs his bottom, so strong his and so big that they split, split the pants. at the seams, says a source. Says the source. <laughs> okay, and then we've got I, a yeah, movie I that, that. I, I like. We like, but he's very dapper in this. It's his three-piece suit look, Ooh. and 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 uh, one of our buddies of the show who who uh, we love, uh, Mike Roberts. It's one of his favorite movies. Uh, he, the Man from Uncle, and that's his, okay. his dapper British look. Yeah. Okay, so I that's my my visual aid. Here, so Henry Cavill fashion, mm-hmm. the, the Superman that sleek armory yep. look because that's a specific you know suit. The Witcher mm-hmm. and the Man from Uncle. Now, Caitlin, I don't know if you've seen any of these. I've seen none of them, but Perfect. I feel like I have all the information <laughs> that I need. Evaluate. Go ahead. So I, I got. I already have my answer. It. Okay, great. Uh, I already have an answer. Okay, uh, I'm going. What, what has to... been communicated to you about these? This is the best. Oh yeah, that's even better that you haven't seen that's, them. I haven't seen them. I don't know anything about. I mean, I 
kind of get what a Sup- Superman is. I mean, yeah. Superman, I hope you know something about. <laughs> Otherwise, I, yeah, I, I worry what childhood Usan was like. <laughs> oh, uh, that's another podcast. But um, the I'm going to mess Superman because I'll explain why. But uh, mess Superman, I'm going to rent Man from Uncle because I love a three-piece suit. And I'm going to go buy, buy forever on the Witcher. Cause, uh, one, I think for all of these reasons is I may be not following the rules of the game, but I want to share close. And so, uh, I, oh, that's a great, that's costume. a, that's a great point. Right. I think like, that's a fantastic point. I, I, the Superman suit, I'm, I'm, it's not practical. Can't, can't no, the three-piece suit. No, I'm not. But uh, the three-piece suit. I love a woman in a suit. I would be super into that. I steal my husband's clothes often. Um, very into Diane that. Keaton. And, I mean, please. Oh, right. If anybody made a, made a whole thing out of it. Um, and then the Witcher outfit. I would wear. What you I could see you in there. those leather pants. Yeah, I would wear and. I may or may not have also split pants in my life. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I feel like I can relate to Henry Cavill on that. Um, but those, those boots and the, and the boots, boots are really nice. great. No, mm-hmm. but like if I walked into a room in that people would be like, she is communicating something. <laughs> and I would be. Um, Definitely. But yeah, so those are my answers. That is amazing. All right, Caitlin. Now. We're, we're mm-hmm. rounding the bend on this epic show. Thank you so much. Uh, we so come fun. to the part of the show where we talk about things that we're watching. Our shout-outs and recs. Uh, we'll start with Lily, and then we'll do Becky, come to you, and then Great. I'll close it out, and then we'll do our, our, our shout-outs and handles and things. Lily, so, what are you watching? What are you, what are you into? Um, I'm... Okay, so I um, still really into my glass blowing show on Netflix called Blown Away. I love it, and I highly recommend it. I'm not even embarrassed anymore. It's season two, so it means somebody else watched the show. Oh, clearly, I mean, clearly Netflix is canceling good things <laughs> and keeping this on because <laughs> it's it's so good. And if you like art or and Netflix, like, I think Netflix if you're into art, you'll said, love this. Said to. Betty Gilpin and Allison Brie and Jackie <laughs> don't make Cohen. It they didn't cancel Go Glow. Home. We don't <laughs> want you don't a think that's what did it. Breaking show with women, female wrestlers, characters with depth. But because we need we glass need glass competitions. Toronto, keep going. <laughs> God, I really like that show. <laughs> then I started a show on a HBO Max. <clears throat> I'm curious what you guys would think of it. It's called Made for Love. It's with um, the girl from Spring Break with um, uh, uh, with Sandberg, Andy Sandberg, in the movie that's the time loop. Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. Palm Springs. Yeah. That's Spring yeah, like Break. That. Sorry. Wow. That was a real mom move right there. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That was the woman from I Palm Springs is awesome. Oh. Christina Malati. Yes. Something. Yes. I'll look Malati. it up. Yeah. Thank you. Malati. Yeah. Malati. Yeah. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's awesome. And Matt Magnuson. Is that how I can't pronounce that guy's name? Matt Magnuson. I like how you pronounced it. So let's just. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he is. Was he Billy Magnuson? Did you see? 
Did you need to have somebody do voiceover, like to 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 dub this part of the show, Shai, because of how many mistakes I've made? Nope. Billy Magnuson is so good. Because well, we're um, real people here. If people uh, want a yeah. podcast that's accurate with real things, don't listen to we this. We tell them, go to the Take Two podcast. Those are great guys. They're from D.C. They get things right. They get things accurate. They're a news mm. podcast. Brian Stever, he crushes it. That's not So, it. okay, do you remember in Aladdin, the new one with Will Smith? I'm not sure if you've seen that. The, the guy. Oh. No, the guy that tries to marry her from yeah, that yeah, other country, yeah, that blonde guy. Yeah. That's Billy I, Magnuson. Okay, I, I missed the new Aladdin. Okay, it's Anything actually that happened in the good. last two years, I kind of missed, but yeah. It, that one's actually pretty good. But he's in a bunch of shots. He's in the show Get Shorty. He was, he's okay. in a bunch of stuff. Um, he's a, he's, a, he's a great actor. He's the villain in this. Um, and I think the show, I, I, I like it. And I am curious to see where it's going. The concept is a bit, it's about like a, a Google, like a Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos kind of merged into one character. And he has, I think it's called uh, Google or something. It's obviously very funny. Yeah. And he's got yeah. like the whole like Alexa thing with the, with the voice and the house and everything, all that thing. And his new product is a chip you put in your partner's brain and it lets you be one and like read their thoughts and stuff like that and like be have this in, like the most intimate connection but obviously that's very sinister and so sure. she, yeah so that's kind of you know where it goes from there she basically and the, it, the whole premise is that she's trying to escape him that's so, so cool it's cool and it's has a, a lot of like ray romano's character is great he, he plays her dad it's funny but Something there's about the the whole point of it being like obviously very bad to to women is, is having a bit of a hard time with how funny it is. <laughs> so I'm curious to see where it goes. Then I started uh, Succession, which I know is so famous. It's in its third night. season. Oh. So I finally finally started that, uh, which is good. Uh, so far, it's great. I'm enjoying it. Like everybody said for a million years that it was amazing. And I do want to recommend Made on Netflix as well because okay. i that was a really good show that's it's like a one-off but um it's a bit intense uh yeah. but it, i thought that was excellent so yeah, those are mine all right becky back what do you got i rewatched dune because i really did love it so much Get that out. i, I saw it again a few days later did uh, you watch it full speed or did you do like one and a half no, i watched it normal i watched oh. it normal and well, I actually, I mean, I've been stuck in my brain like an earworm, so I, I might go back and watch it a third time now. Jeez. Really, yeah, I get really hooked into certain things. Um, so that's been a big thing around here. And I've, I've been watching, uh, I've been catching up on what we do in the shadows because I, I'm in a really good rhythm with that one right now. Are, is Mark Hamill in the season that you're watching? Yeah, he, he, I haven't gotten to his episodes yet, but I'm pretty sure he's in season two of the show. Uh, and then Chris Shaw's going to be in it as well. Yeah. Anyway, so so that's it. I don't have a ton to report right, back. I know you have to run. Do you want to take your handle now quickly? And then you okay, can at paper BK Princess. Caitlin, thank you for joining us. I had a lot so of fun nice talking to you, to you and meeting you. And uh, hopefully I will meet you in person one day. Um, yes. And uh, anyways, okay. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Right, Bye. See you later, back. Don't worry. The show's not over, people. Okay. So. Uh, Caitlin, your yes. recommendations. Um, my husband and I have been diving deep into Criterion Collection. 
Oh, yeah. he's I love super into Criterion. Criterion movie. I love it. I love it. Um, he's really into like noir stuff, and so we've been going back. I like sort of given my own free space. I usually choose something like lighter comedy, something like that. But I have really loved getting into these like old Mars. Um, and so it's been a mix of like 80s Brian, Brian De Palma movies. And then like, <laughs> uh, like these sort of like trashy mid nineties, uh, sort of like sexy thrillers that I've realized I'm into. Um, like but the ones I'll actually recommend, um, well, things like body heat, <laughs> like, oh. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, so those have been sort of like... Many of these movies I watched with mom, by the way, Lily. She's yeah, like, I know. I watch all these movies with mom. Um, but the ones I'll actually recommend, um, we watched Born Yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I had never heard of it or seen it before, but it was Judy Holiday actually won the Best Actress Award... Hang on, let me look it up. Um, uh, and it, she got it f- in 19 something something. Um, and anyways, it was... Movie. This is like, she, she must have yeah, got it in 1951. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she, she won the Academy Award for it. It's the funniest... It, it, it's such a funny movie and she's in this like really unique character this whole time. And I, like, I've, I feel like I, I don't laugh out loud too much at movies. I feel like I do in a theater, but I don't often like at home by myself. And I love this character so much. I was laughing the entire time. And That's she's, amazing. She's amazing. And it's also like a cool sort of like modern story arc. William um, Holden. He's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. I'd That's definitely recommend cool. that. Um, and then we actually oh, just was watched. Made? I was like, wasn't Don Johnson in this movie? <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was with Matt. Yeah, this is the original one. Um, <laughs> and it was. It's so and cool. And also, I will say, I was, I was yeah. like, Melanie Griffin and Don Johnson are in a Criterion Collection movie. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> This is the one a little before. Um, but uh, good casting, though, still. Um, and then we just watched the original Nightmare Alley. So there's mm-hmm. original. Like, I know the, like, uh, like Bradley Cooper one is coming out in December. Um, which yeah, is exciting. it is. But yeah. um, the original With Nightmare Mara, Alley. Kate, Kate Mara. Yep. And yep. And is Lady, Lady Gaga? Oh, no, he's just. He's only I, was, I was like, wait, Gaga wait, what? Because of because like, of <laughs> Star is Born. <laughs> no, Star oh, is Born because okay. they're in it together. <laughs> That's oh I'm right, saying. yes, fair enough. Um, Ignore him. Never mind. Keep going. Uh, but no, that was really, really, really cool. Um, oh, cool. It's super dark and interesting, and um, but also like beautifully shot. Um, Cool. And because I'll always comment on it, like the clothes are cool, like, and like the clothes are actually are a part of the storyline, and like it's it's cool. it's cool. Um, and they actually, I, I feel like in the in that time period, if like someone was bad, they didn't explain why they were bad. They were just like, it's a bad guy and a good guy. And with this right. one, it actually gives <laughs> the like he's like 
I was an orphan and I was abused and I, all these things happened to me and that's why I am the way I am. Can I, so can, can I read quickly what the premise is, Shai? I think yes, you really please. are going to need to see this movie. The rise and fall of Stanton Carlisle, a mentalist who <laughs> lies and deceit proved to be his downfall. Shai loves a mentalist. Are you kidding? The mentalist yeah. that is coming to our mom's birthday party as a surprise. In about 10 minutes. (laughs) No, he's on the Zoom. I just got a notification. He's waiting. He's mentalizing. He's he's, he's 13 13 minutes early so he can mentally prepare for this. I guess so. I don't think he has enough I don't think anybody could survive. I don't know if he'll survive an hour with his family. He doesn't know what he's getting. He has no idea. He got himself into yeah, you better Maybe hope he's he doing some meditation. I just want to yeah. quickly recommend Next to you. Back he's to... like, have you done have you done all the preparations? And I'm like, buddy, nobody don't even give, knows you're coming. Don't give me homework. I'm paying you. I don't want homework. Um I, but Caitlin, I have to I have to just quickly say I you said you guys are into noir, and I think obviously a modern noir is LA confidential. Every, you know, sure, yeah. that's mm-hmm. like obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a a great one that I feel like not many people talk about. And it was before Robert Downey Jr. got his big, you know, re break as Iron right. Man. Um, kiss, kiss, bang, bang is a oh, fun yeah. sort I of, that's the best that a while ago. That's yeah. yeah that's a good rewatch. That's, yeah. I, I think that's, that. I have, that's a great recent noir that not a lot of people talk about. And it's before he blew up again. It was, like, it was like, I feel like it's sober Robert Downey Jr., but it's not comeback Ooh. Robert Downey Jr. It's sober Robert, exactly. Yeah. It's just before, you know, Favreau gave him the golden ticket. And it's and it's, and, and it's the, the last Val Kilmer thing. I mean, I don't know if there's another great Val Kilmer thing. I mean, I think he was in a few other things, but I think that's the yeah. one of the last, oh, like, that's that a, a, really a great movie. Great, right, yeah. I will put that. Husband, I don't know if your husband really keep, him, keep them coming, yeah. Caitlin. Um, more things. Um, can I? Because I, I wrote down some other recommendations that are not movies. Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah. Yes. You're, you're the guest. Um, well, I well because of all like the fabric stuff that I'm doing, I'm I've become like really really into fabric artists. Okay, and like cool. textile artists and things that make Ooh, stuff. Nice. Do you have woman. links for these people? Because if you send them to me, I'll put them in the them, show yes. notes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, awesome. yeah. That's um, even better. My mom loves uh, felt art. Oh, cool. Yeah. She has um, a beautiful yeah. piece by a felt artist awesome. in her house. My dad um, loves soapstone sculptures too, if you know anyone who does that. <laughs> Funny, fun fact. My dad is getting very into soapstone sculptures. Well, it's a dad thing. <laughs> it's a dad thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's like a he like randomly on a phone call the other week. He's like, you know what I like? And Amazing. Like, I don't know. He wants to start doing it. They're beautiful. Um, anyway, there. Um, but it's a fabric artist from New York named Caroline Kaufman. Um, and she does this like specific type of um, it sort of feels it, it looks like a kind of like a rug. But um, Ooh, nice. like the weaving is different and there's lots of different like things that come out of it and textures. And I think the colors are really, really cool and fun. And like, that's something that's um, when I'm thinking about colors, which I'm often just thinking about colors. Um, I love the color. And, and I think about that the pieces, the okay. use of color. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. But she's been really interesting to me. Um, and like, I love 
look, I can spend hours just like looking through her stuff and like figuring and it, out is, which... it looks like a rug, but is it hung as a, as a it's piece hung, of art? Yeah, it's like, it reminds yeah. me and, a little bit, Lily, of Sarah Greenman's art. Oh, I was just thinking that. I was yeah. shy. You read my mind. Yeah, you read right. my it's mind. It looks a, it, it's more colorful, but it reminds me of Sarah's art. Yeah, yeah, it's like, of like these living almost kind of pieces yeah. on the wall. I think she does prints too of like the designs that she does. But yeah, I've been really into her stuff recently. Um, I think that's been really fun. And then I've been I threw in a music one too, but uh, Moses Sumney. Okay. Who, oh, wow. Moses I, uh, Becky's Becky's um, colleague from the sound company that she works at. I'm 99% sure uh, my job was to track down a rare autographed record. Um, yeah, I I I would need. I was in charge of finding something really special, and so I found a rare autographed 12 inch EP by him recently and got it as a gift for him. So cool. That's I know who well, he is. Yeah, he's amazing. One of my much cooler friends took me to his concert a few weeks ago in LA and it was cool. One of the like best, best performers and best, um, also amazing clothes. Um, and yeah, just, absolutely just like an incredible artist. Um, and I really love that. So it's like real moody. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. Have you, have you heard of and all, I have, sorry to interrupt, but have you heard of this company called fab brick? from Paris. Um, Please tell me about I, it. So they reuse textiles that would just Ooh. go into landfills to make bricks, to make artistic pieces out of furniture. Um, but it's actually, oh, it looks cool. like a brick, but I, I can also put in a link, but it, it actually is all made out of clothing, like fabric does would have been discarded. Cool. So like you could see like, here's a table. Oh my gosh. But it's all That's amazing. Um, and they're in Paris and it, it seems like a, yeah, like a very cool, um, it, they're called, like it says architectural designer fabric, but it, it's a very cool concept. And there that's, what's really ironic is that the uh, crowdfunding thing that they have going on their Instagram is a company like that. Well, the company that's doing it is called kiss, kiss, bang, bank, bank, which is just oh, to tie it back. There that's you go. hilarious. But anyways, um, I'll send you that. Cause I think this is also a really cool yeah, functional awesome. way to reuse textile. Yeah. So Lil, we yes. are uh, four we minutes go. out from our mother's birthday. We gotta go to your party. party. We're gonna our mentor. Birthday to your mom. So, Thank Caitlin, you. is there anyone else you'd like to shout out with? Two. Um, I think that's it. All right. Cool. Well, yeah. I, I, my, my recommendations quickly are: Doogie, Camille Aloha, MD on Disney Plus is. We talked about gender swaps remakes a few weeks ago, and when it serves the story and when it's not worth it. This is amazing. It is a re it yeah. is a remake of Doogie Hauser with a young Hawaiian woman and her family and the lead Peyton Elizabeth Lee and the woman who plays her mom Kathleen Rose Perkins crush it. We watched two back-to-back episodes with the girls. Aww. It is emotionally captivating and sweet and wonderful to watch with the family and it has all of the heart that the original has but it is totally updated and it deals awesome. with awesome. It, it's it's great. Like Disney Plus sometimes they I feel like they phone it in, but this is this is a 
higher quality show than Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And they even use the original theme music, but it's like an Hawaiian music style. That is like my big wreck for people who want to watch something with with families. This is high quality. And the other one, I tip my hat to Josh, one of our regulars, because he sent us the trailer for the new Willow series, which is Warwick Davis just chatting with the young actors on the show and i immediately started rewatching the original movie this is that is officially yeah. the thing i am most excited for in pop culture um caitlin where can people follow question. you i mean i know by heart where people follow you but where can people follow you um the instagram is decker shop la or as my friend calls it decker shop law um mm-hmm. which is fun and um the website is just deckershop.com amazing lily where can people follow you Chichi, C-H-I-C-H-I-K, Gomez on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table on Instagram and Twitter, right? Yeah, and Friday Night Movie at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. You can sign up for our email list. We promise no more than one email a month, which means likely a lot less. But we're going to be doing customized playlists. We're going to do some giveaways. We're going to do some other fun stuff. And just go to our website, and there's a little sign-up box. Sign up there. And uh, in addition to that, uh, in our show notes, you will hear all the cool things Caitlin talked about, as well as the organizations we are supporting. Our theme music will kick in uh, right about now in post-production, and that is by What Does It Eat? Find out uh, all the other stuff about the pod at FridayNightMoviePod.com. Rate us and review us where you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our guests. Caitlin Decker, check out all Thank you so much. Thank you. Beautiful. Deckershop.com and Deckershop Decker Shop LA on Instagram. We are fans, friends, and customers. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. And happy birthday, Mom. I'm going to your party now. <laughs>